it's not necessarily anything bad, but exactly. people are humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, we're just born with feelings. We react differently. I mean, none of us, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. We've all had. Um, I think I heard a quote that says we've all been a villain in somebody else's story. Mm. So a lot of times that person that's the villain in somebody else's story has a huge influence. So in order to tell your story, you try to cover up that part because you don't want to frame them as the villain. Welcome back to another episode of I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. Where we dive into all those topics that we really wish somebody would have told us about before we started this whole adulting thing. (laughs) So let's jump right into this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. And this week, I have a very special guest, my dearest friend and cousin, Gina. Thank you for joining me this week. You're welcome. We have been like planning this and trying to get it in the works, but it hasn't quite worked out that way. And finally, we got it together. I'm here. You are here. (laughs) We got it together. And as you all can see, I've also started something new where I will also be, I guess you could say vlog casting. Or I'm going to be making the videos as well. Because I know not everybody is into listening to podcasts, but maybe you'll watch it. So yeah, I started that. And um, it's a little bit more awkward because now you guys have to actually look at my facial expressions and things. But oh well. So last week's podcast, I talked about everyone deserves to hear your story. Your story deserves to be heard. Did you listen? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm glad. Because it would have been really bad if I, I know. put you on the spot. <laughs> and you hadn't listened to it. <laughs> No, I just listen. I really listen to most up. of your podcast podcasts. I know you do. At least half of them. I know you do. <laughs> At least the first 20 minutes. Yes. The other 20 minutes are on their own. But the first 20 minutes, you got me. I got you. <laughs> on the way to work? Sure. <laughs> so I asked Sheena to come because, I don't know, I guess this one actually kind of goes against what... I said last week, but it's a good, in a good way. It goes against it kind of in a good way. And this week I wanted you to talk to, talk about, I wish someone would have told me I'm going to have to carry the pain so that others don't. Now I sent you this title a couple months back. Mm -hmm. What did you think when I first said, Hey Chi, I have an idea. This is what I want to talk about. What was the first thought that came to your mind? Honestly, when you sent it to me, I automatically thought about like the idea of long suffering. I speak with my hands, so I'm just going to be doing that. That's fine, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, long suffering. And Mm -hmm. I started like researching um, just verses and Mm. quotes and things like that about long suffering that Mm -hmm. I could find. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a subject that I haven't even. I've lived it, but I haven't thought about talking to it to somebody else. So um, yeah, that's really where my mind went. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not as deep. I mean, it, it can get deeper than that. It can get very deep. <laughs> it can get very deep. <laughs> but that's really what my first thoughts were. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is that is essentially what's, what long-suffering is. It's yeah. just, you know, um, bearing the pain, mm-hmm. carrying the pain, mm-hmm. rather, so that somebody else don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that can mean... That, you know, it, it can require a lot of silence and a yeah. lot of, um, you know, how do I say it? Like, 
Okay, so this is taking a lot. You guys have to delete this. Delete this part. What? Delete this part. <laughs> no, we're not deleting. Yes. We're not deleting. Starting over. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I am stuttering. Okay, so I'm going back to what I was saying. 321. I'm not deleting it. She really thinks I'm going to. You I'm have to delete to. that no, part. It's fun when you don't delete it. Okay, because what I was really thinking is... Are you is, talking about like coming to terms? No. I don't know that's what I was saying. What were you... What did you, you want me to I just start say? it all Because that's not what I was saying. Over? No. Oh, okay. I was saying that... We <laughs> <laughs> have too much right here. Um, I was saying that um, considering the subject, it's just we're, we're laughing way too much. I was saying that um, long suffering just requires that you suffer in silence a lot of times. That's what I was trying to say. I yeah. don't know. So you actually um, kind of already said that. Yes. So anyway, so, so that that was my first thought when I yeah. when I read your your text yeah. the other day. I think when I uh, talked about last week, I said a lot of times we don't tell stories because we're trying not to embarrass other people. The angle I was coming from was more along the lines of, this is my story. I was the person involved. I was kind of the only person involved. Mm -hmm. And maybe like if I tell my story, I'm going to embarrass my family. That I did something and I made a decision like that, but they weren't really involved. When I talk about sometimes you have to keep silent to protect other people, when I talk about that, it's more other people were involved. Other people did things, you know, that involved me as well. And I'm keeping silent to make sure that it doesn't paint them in a bad picture or paint them in a bad light. It's not necessarily me silencing my story, Mm -hmm. but it's more just protecting the image of other people. Yeah, and And owning your part of that story. Exactly. Because that person's part is their part of Mm -hmm. the story as well. And if not everybody's willing to tell their part, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't want to put anybody's reputation in jeopardy because I choose to tell they're part of the story. Now, it can get challenging because sometimes they're so involved in your story that it's like, yep. How do I, <laughs> how do I say my ex best friend mm-hmm. did this when it was just the one person? So, how do I explain that? Yeah. You know, because sometimes it can get challenging. But yeah. We do our best. Yeah. We are both in preachers' families. So, I think <laughs> this is something we talk about often. Far deeper than I am. <laughs> So on both sides, yes, all around. I'm surrounded. Fake family, real family, just preachers Mm -hmm. everywhere. All everywhere. And so I think this is something that in a preacher's family you become almost an expert at, Mm. um, because you're just involved with so many people. Not necessarily just the preacher. Like you're just involved with so many people that sometimes even to protect the Christianity Mm. of people, yeah. You can't say anything. Like, you just have to take it. And or the influence of somebody else. Oh, yes. my goodness. Please don't tell me this is happening. Okay. Or the influence of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you really just have to keep quiet a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily anything bad, but exactly. people are humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, we're just born with feelings. We react differently. I mean, none of us, none of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. We've all had... Um, I think I heard a quote that says we've all been a villain in somebody else's story. Mm. So a lot of time that person that's the villain in somebody else's story has a huge influence. So in order to tell your story, you try to cover up that part because you don't want to frame them as the yeah. villain, yeah. even though they are. So I want to start talking about 
basically from a personal and not necessarily a personal, um, like, I don't want to talk about your story. Mm-hmm. More along the lines of what did you feel when you were going through that pain so that somebody else didn't have to? And you were knowingly walking in that pain so that somebody else didn't have to feel it. So without going into too much detail. So I think it begins with like kind of my family, my family of origin, I think is how to say it. So growing up, a big thing was like, I grew up Haitian. So it was like, don't embarrass me. You know, let's just wash our dirty laundry in house and mm-hmm. don't tell nobody outside. Mm-hmm. Black like, Americans Thank too. you. Like you're starving, <laughs> but we're going to make sure that your clothes are ironed so that you don't look like you're starving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I was raised. So I've always had it in my mind that no matter what it is that I'm going through, somebody from the outside doesn't need to know. I mean, it's not a matter of being secretive. It's just a matter of, okay, well, I'll be open. Mm-hmm. I'll be friendly to everybody, but there are certain things that I need to keep for myself on yeah. my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that also, you put that together with growing up as a Christian and you you learn that, okay, well, these are some, there are some, um, there's a way to be. Like, there's just a way to be mm-hmm. as a Christian. <laughs> yeah. You can't just be talking about everything. You can't just be complaining to everybody about yeah. different things. And then, you know, you grow up and you have, connect you know connections you have friends you have um you know people that you connect with and then you become an adult and those people are the people that end up well I don't want to say that but they end up the villain in your story Mm -hmm. and I'm putting asterisks around Mm -hmm. what I'm saying because they're not really they're not really villains villains, but that's just the term I'm using Uh (laughs) I just want to clarify that just so nobody takes it and runs with it (laughs) so um there's two ways to look at it. You're just like, okay, so there's the, the one side of it. You're like, okay, God. Um, all right, so this person, hurts, this person hurts me. So I just hope that they come to term with things and they just come around and they say, oh, you know what, she? I am sorry. <laughs> so then you feel like, oh my gosh, I waited so long for this apology and I didn't say anything. So this is the reward. That's what you expect to happen. That's where your that's where your mind you what that's where your mindset is at the beginning. To be honest, I was like, I'm gonna do this because at the end of the day, I'm gonna look like the person at the top. <laughs> that's really <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna look like the bigger person. That's really what I thought. Uh-huh. I honestly, I wasn't thinking. Oh well, you know, this is what the Lord requires of you. I was thinking, I'm gonna do it. Because I'm this Christian little lady, mm-hmm. and there's got to be a reward for this. Mm. And my reward is just going to be my own self affirmation like i did that i'm on top i came out looking like a better right. person mm-hmm. and that's not right like that's, that's not, not right, right. <laughs> i'm not saying that it is but i'm saying since no no asked, yeah uh-huh. that was really what uh-huh. my original thought was that's what you know that's that's what it was yeah yeah and i think that that's a problem um the reason why i'm laughing so much is because I did not realize that this is what we do until she started talking. And then I'm like, yo, why are you talking about me? (laughs) Who are you to talk about me? I don't mean to talk for loud. (laughs) But it's so true. Like, like sometimes when we say, oh, I'm going to just let it go. It's like we verbally say I'm going to let it go. But mentally we like, yeah, because at the end of this, I'm going to come out looking like the better person. And maybe the whole point of God making you look like the better person is to work on you. Not to work on them. 
not to ever hear an apology, not to ever be told that they were wrong, you know, not to ever even be treated a different way. Like if they never come back and treat you right, God wanted to work on you the whole time. And it all goes back to that one word that you used before, long suffering. Mm -hmm. It all goes back to that. And I think you can also make your process last longer if you're mm. doing it with the wrong mm. um, mindset. Because, listen, <laughs> I have. Because, I mean, if you have that attitude, you're just like kind of holier than thou. Like, okay, I'm going to show y'all because soon enough you're going to figure out <laughs> uh -huh. that you did this to me. And I waited. I, I prayed for you. <laughs> I prayed for you. <laughs> I prayed that you would come around. And honestly, Rachel, like I literally would pray with the attitude, like, Lord, you told me to pray for them. So here I am. I'm praying for them. Mm. You got them. Mm -hmm. You know, I really didn't say anything heartfelt or nothing like that. So it's just, <laughs> it just really goes back to your heart posture. Yeah. Mm. It's just all depends on really. That's really, right. Really, really say it again. The heart posture. Say it again. Mm. It's mm. your heart posture. Somebody needed to hear that. Yes. So if you don't, if you ain't get no word out of this, understand this heart posture. That's it. I got two words. Heart and posture. that's what, that's what makes the difference between the real idea of long suffering or not caring or long suffering or doing things out of pettiness, long suffering or doing things or just being silent just because you're waiting for somebody else to come to you and say, Hey, you did it. Yeah. And I'm sorry. So. I think that's something that believers struggle with in the sense that we are so quick to use that scripture, vengeance is mine, saith mm -hmm. the Lord, that we so-called let go of situations, but we let go with the mindset of God going to get you. Yep. And that's not always the case. And, or even if it is the case, that doesn't mean you're going to see it. Like that God, just doesn't mean you're going to see it. God doesn't, God doesn't get them. I was talking to a friend the other day and... I mean, I, I'm not perfect yet. So we were just talking about how they don't really deserve what they were getting because, I mean, that person's done some some stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> they don't really deserve what they were getting. Uh -huh. And really, when you look at their life, God just be blessing them. <laughs> I literally text my friend and I was like, God just be blessing anybody nowadays. That's just what he's doing. But that's just the whole concept of him. Mm -hmm. That's just sometimes... You, you do things a certain way because you think God's going to react a certain way, mm. but he's not. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we really don't know. And this is why God is God. And we're not. Because if we were, like, everybody would be dead. Somebody look at you wrong and you'd be like, oh, vengeance is mine. Like, <laughs> like you would be, God knows that we don't have the character to be able to handle the power of grace. Because we don't just don't know how to give it. We don't, we, we think we do and we say we do and we try to act like we do. And then as soon as a trial comes and somebody's involved in that trial, the first thing we do is write them off or treat them wrong or things of that nature. And it's like, you still don't understand grace. And that's one thing that when I was doing, um, thinking about this topic, the word that came to mind for me was grace. Mm -hmm. Like how much room do we give people to be human? Mm -hmm. How much grace do we give people to understand that? they are the villain in our story at this time. And we don't really want to call anybody villain, but you know, it's a, it's a really good quote. You guys understand the meaning. How much grace do we give people to understand that? Yes, they hurt me. They did. They hurt me. But how many times have we hurt Christ and he died for us? 
Like, y'all ain't out here dying for nobody. But we got everything to say about everybody because we feel entitled because they hurt us. And then we want to throw out, oh, I'm a son of God and I'm a daughter of God and all that other stuff. And really, when you think about it, if you do turn around and tell that story to someone that involves that person, it's malicious. Mm -hmm. It's vindictive. Mm -hmm. You're doing it to paint them in a bad light. You may even use the term, I'm not trying to talk about nobody or I'm not trying to make anybody look bad or, you know, that's just what happened to me, not saying it's going to happen to you. You may use those terms, but that doesn't take away from the fact that now you have painted a picture of that person in someone else's mind and that's not even who they are. That may have been who they were in your situation. That may have been who they were in what happened with you. That may have even been who God anointed them to be to create a better you. But that's not who they are. And that's, I think, really difficult for people to understand. Mm -hmm. Like who somebody shows themselves to be even in one situation may not actually be who they are. Now, if you show yourself to be that over and over and over and over again, and it's something that you just don't free yourself of or allow God to free you from, then we know that that's who you are. But I think that we don't understand a lot of times that God allows the pain for growth Like here in South Florida, we have hurricanes. There's an importance to hurricanes. Like hurricanes allows the trees to dig their their roots deeper into the Mm -hmm. ground so that they can get more stabilized, so that they can um, not fall over by every little wind that comes. And as Christians, we don't look at situations as opportunities to dig deep. We look at it as reason or excuses to bash other people. Where's the grace? I think that's something that we all struggle with. At the same time, Rachel, I I can remember while you were talking, I can remember specific instances where a lot of times when I was going through something and Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh my gosh, um, you know, like in the same subject of grace, Mm -hmm. you know, God, you're doing this to make me stronger. And you said that and in my mind automatically went back to like, a lot of times things are happening to me because that's what I deserved. Mm. I was talking to people just as much as they were talking about me. Mm. And a lot it's not just for growth. Sometimes you reap what you sell. You- <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to sit with that. Yeah. And this is what helps you uh, when you realize that, you know, when you're getting the same treatment as you were doing for somebody else or when you're reaping what you sowed. This is, and you realize that and you truly realize like, oh my goodness, maybe that's how they felt when I was talking to them like mm-hmm. this, or maybe that's how they felt when I was talking to about them like that. Um, then you really are able to extend, extend grace to them yeah. because you realize that you, now you need that. Yeah. That's really good. So it's not just, I, I don't want people to always think that, oh my goodness, I go through things because your roots are always getting deeper. And that is, a, that is a good point. But sometimes people go too far with that without realizing, like, no, you treat people badly. So sometimes things happen. And, you know, <laughs> and there are unfair situations where, you know, you're, you're innocent and, you know, people do things to you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's the law of nature. Yeah. If nothing else, even if you don't believe in God, you reap what you sow. Yep. We call it God. Other people call it karma. Whatever name you put to it. The universe. <laughs> the universe. It's going to get you. <laughs> you reap what you sow. It's going to get you. Now, how about people that feel like they... they ha- and I honestly... 
I can't think of a situation. Well, no, I can. <laughs> but how about people that feel like I didn't do anything? Because there are situations that I could probably think of off the top of my head where if somebody said, well, what's a time that you had to be quiet so that you didn't have to, so that you didn't have to hurt other people or you had to bear that pain so other people wouldn't have to. I could pop off with different situations. Then when you take a step back and say what you said about um, what's a time that you did it and you didn't do anything. So it's not a situation of reap what you mm-hmm. sow. It's very few like there's there's always a situation where I could say so and so did this to me and then well were you reaping what you sow? Well yeah, because I did this in this situation and I did that and I did that like that. But what about people who actually genuinely feel like I didn't do anything? And that's me. That's pretty much that's pretty much how my story is framed. A mm-hmm. lot of times you don't and you really don't do anything. So this is where you're like, okay. In that situation, God, you you must be teaching me something. Yeah. Because I keep doing nothing. Yeah. And things keep happening. Yeah. You know, people still are saying this or this is still happening around me. So in that moment, I mean, you you can either react, which is not going to change the situation. Because at the end of the day, if you're meant to go through a test, you can fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. But at the end of the day, if you're in the school of life, it's going to keep showing up. So <laughs> you either fail, continue to fail for the rest of your time mm-hmm. or take the time to process it and go through it and actually sit down and reanalyze like, okay, so what can I do at this moment? And this is where the whole long suffering idea comes in where it's like, you know, you have to, you have to give grace. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think a lot of times I make excuses for people and call it grace I think, um, stop looking at me like this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there is a difference. There is a difference between making excuses for somebody and calling it grace. But at the same time, I, I try to understand, um, I try to understand that sometimes people don't, people don't know. Yeah. P- people don't know. And I'd rather make an excuse for you than carry in my heart some type of animosity against you Mm -hmm. because that's not who I want to be. It's just like drinking or I don't know if you heard, like I'm sure you've seen it on social media or somewhere where somebody's like, well, you give somebody the poison. No, you drinking somebody's poison and expecting them to be hurt by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's about forgiveness. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you do not want to become a victim to that situation and you really want to get past it, you have to sit down and just, Sometimes just take it in. Yeah. And I mean, like, genuinely do that. Not with the attitude that I had before. <laughs> when I'm going to take it in to get a reward at the end, but I'm really going to take it in because I do hope that they find grace. Yeah. I do hope that I am able or I become strong enough to extend that to them. And it can happen. Yeah. And if nothing, if nothing ever comes up of it, I'm okay. Like... Yes. That's the main thing. Like, you have to be okay. That's where grace and long-suffering really come in. If you want to call yourself long-suffering, but you're still treating people a certain kind of way, you can't shake anybody's hand. You can't it's be cordial. Not shaking nobody's hand. <laughs> you can't fist bump nobody, <laughs> elbow bump nobody, whatever y'all doing these days. <laughs> you can't smile behind the mask, a genuine smile behind the mask. Like... If that's the, if that's the case, that's not grace. 
It's it's not. You have to be grace and forgiveness and long suffering equates to you being okay. I can At talk the about end it. Of the day. Yep, I can talk about it. I can think about it. If you if somebody else tries to bring it up in in a way that okay, I'm gonna bring this up because I know this is gonna bring up ill feelings in you. Like so, I'm just gonna bring this up to pull that out of you. It won't affect you. Like you'll look at them and be like, why are we even talking about this? This is irrelevant. Like it has to get to that point, but it can't be like, oh, Chena, remember when? And she go, yes, girl. Mm-hmm. They can't. It can't be like that. It can't be a moment of tea every time the topic comes up. It's like she said earlier, being petty. Like it can't be like that. When you're agreeing to accept that pain, that way somebody else doesn't have to go through it or to even save them from looking a certain way, you're agreeing to, I'm going to take it in and I'm going to let it go. And the situation is now over and we're moving on. And when people try to bring it up again, you... I hate to put it like this, but you see that devil yes. <laughs> and you say, I'm not getting caught back up in this. I'm it's over. It's I'm done with it. And we're moving on. And I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm calling the person a devil. I'm not. Right. Right. But just like God works through people, the devil works through people. Oh, and over time. <laughs> and if he wants to use somebody to try to get to you, he will. So you have to be careful and not let those things come up. And I want to say, to someone out there that does feel like I can't get through this in a way or I don't know how to let this go like you said you're drinking your own you're drinking the poison that you think you're giving other people mm-hmm. you're the one there's people out there that have done things to you and they have moved on they're not even thinking twice about it they some people did things to you and didn't even realize they did it to you. That's true. So because That's they true. didn't realize it, they're not affected by it. And you're sitting there just mulling. And this is the kind of person I am. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm this person. Like, people will do something to me. And because I realize they did it to me, I figure that they know they did it to me. And then I find out later that they didn't know. And I've spent years just agonizing I don't know the Mm -hmm. word just like agonizing over it and feeling some type of way even towards that person and they had no clue and the turmoil that I mentally caused was more painful than even what they did to be honest with you like Yeah, it's like the pain will be over, but because I'm still rewinding mm-hmm. it in my head, it's just the, the the drama of it in my head that just overtakes me. And then that starts rolling over into every other area yeah, of your yeah. life. So it's like super important because when you think you're hurting someone else, you're actually hurting yourself. When you think that, oh, okay, by bringing this up to other people, I'm going to make them look bad mm-hmm. for what they did to me. It all ends up coming back around to you because if, for example, let's say somebody comes to me, says, oh, so-and-so did X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And me and China are talking and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why they told me that. Mm -hmm. In China's mind, one or two things could happen. Either that person that came and told me, it could be like, are you trying to start stuff? Why are you doing this? Or we can start thinking bad about the other person. Right, right, right. 
either way, it's like, it's all going to come back to the person that told me the story. It's all going to do that. So you can't be so bent on, I got to let everybody know what so-and-so did to me that it ends up making you look bad at the end. Really? Like I, you guys are going to hear me talk about David a lot. I love David in the Bible. Like it's as much stuff happened to him. He didn't talk. Like David wasn't out here. Talk. David had people spitting on him and he just kept walking. Like there was a point where a guy named Shimei, I think it was, went to spit on David. David's men were like, yo, we'll take his head off right now. And David was like, no, maybe God let him do it. Go read it. It's there. David was like, maybe God let him do it. And then at the end, when David was coming back and Shimei was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. David was like, all right, that's fine. I forgive you. Just don't leave town, but I forgive you. Who can really genuinely say they're like that? Like, I'm just going to let this go. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to react in the moment. And I'm not going to react after the moment. Right. I'm right. just going to let it go. That's really hard. That is. And I mean, God knows me. I'm kind of God's trouble child. So I, when I, <laughs> when I, when, um, my, my approach to things like that is, Eventually, I'll, I'll get over it because I have. I mean, I can't really discredit the fact that there's a lot that I've gone through that I've gotten over. And now I'm at this point where I can laugh about something. I can laugh about a story that was very hurtful. And I mean, you know, you've known me for a long time. I make a joke out of everything. If, if once I'm over it, I can laugh about it for mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. because to me, it's just, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like once I've forgiven them, once I've come to turn set my boundary boundaries. This is how I'm going to move forward. I can laugh about it. But at the same time, I think my first approach to things are usually like, okay, I'm just going to complain about it. Just, just, just a little bit. I mean, can we just all sit around and just, just talk about how flaw, like that was not cool. Um, and you know, I, I try to, I try not to talk about it to other people. Like I'll do it with my husband or whatever, but it becomes dangerous when it becomes uh, an issue where, Somebody can look at you and say, well, I guess Rachel's going through something. What's wrong with you? And then all of a sudden, oh, you just let it all out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And this person, and they did this, and they did that, and they did this. and they. How do you expect to move forward when you're just spreading bad seed around? Because <laughs> now this person's going to carry it. And yep. I don't care how much of a secret you make it. Then they're probably going to tell somebody else. Like, you know, Rachel told me, you, you, brother so-and-so, you know, you, you think he's singing good. But look, look what he did to Rachel. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And then, you know, that person now, the next time this brother goes up and saying, Everybody in the church just looking at him. Got a complex about they him. They used to all be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> now you done told the story. And he's not a blessing anymore. Not anymore. The anointing you know, has left. The, the because of me. Has left. And the other part of that is he could have very well been a very anointed brother who just did you wrong. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad days. It doesn't take away from the love of God for him or... Well, I mean, you don't know. It might a little bit take away from his love for God. <laughs> but at the end of the day, he's God's child. And this is what I I always put that in my mind where it's like, um, oh my gosh, I, I think it's a quote, but I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. It's something about 10,000 worlds. You're worth more than 10,000 worlds. You're worth more than 10,000 worlds. Mm-hmm. And... I think I said this to you the other day too. I was like, 
you know, God's children are God's children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they're worth more than 10, I don't got no 10,000 world worth of money. <laughs> I can't treat them any kind of way. This is how God sees them, mm-hmm. you know, but again, this is just me talking after the fact, but you really have to come to that realization because that's how you get over it. Yeah. This is God's person. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, you're not there to do that because there's, they have their own story to tell as well. And when they're telling that story, nowhere in that story should you be there where they can say, and then she did that to me too. Oh, that is good. Their story <laughs> can't get to the point where they say, and then Rachel. Mm. Yes. If they're going to say that, they're going to say, you know what? And I realized that I did this to sister so-and-so at that point. I want that to be part of their testimony. I don't want their testimony to include me as the villain. The villain. Yeah. Mm. That's so, so good. That's <laughs> so good. So she talked and gave us all this like good information for 15 minutes. And I opened my mom and said, villain. She's like, that is so good. I just love it. <laughs> I love it. You just don't think about that type of stuff. This is why I like having people on just good. different perspectives, you know? But yeah, I agree. And so if you're in that situation where you just feel completely like you can't let go, my advice to you is to figure it out. Like, I hate to put it like that. <laughs> figure out a way to let go. Because if you don't, it's seriously going to hurt you more. And you can tell the people that haven't let go. Yes. You, they'll be doing so good. And then all of a sudden, they'll post something on Instagram, on Facebook, or something like that. And you know what they're talking about. You just know. Or you're having a conversation with them and, and you say, shoo. And they get triggered. Triggered. Out of nowhere, we were just eating. And, and we just, you know, they explode. So you're like, okay, there's something there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And I, I be trying to be somebody's therapist, you know. I'm like, I don't time. know what it is. But there's something there. <laughs> There is something there. I mean, somebody did something to you. And that's not a way to live. You can't be on edge all the time, all the time. just because yeah. one person did something wrong. Yeah. You do not give that you do, you don't give that much power to somebody else over your own feelings and reactions. If somebody can come into a room and determine whether you're going to be happy or sad, upset, and frustrated, you've given them way too much way power too over much. yourself. Yeah. So, and I mean, without spiritualizing it, that's really how you should look at it. People do hurt you. People are going to be people. Amen. Yes, Sheena. <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the camera because I'm like, did you hear that, Rachel? Yeah. Did you hear that? People are going to be people. People are going to be people. People are going to be people. And you got to think about the many times to... Um, not to go back to the you reap what you sow, but you got to also think about the many times that you did something that somebody may should have not give forgive forgiven you for. Yeah, and maybe they did. Or if you can't think of a specific person, think about God, because I'm pretty sure you can pull a long list of times <laughs> when you've done things to God. There we go. Just <laughs> pull the scroll of the many times you've done something to God, and oh, I can think of so many today. And, you know, you, and you still found forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if you had anything else, but that was, that, that's my, that's, that's my little sermon. Yeah. No. Ask me the offering plates. <laughs> you want the offering plates? <laughs> Cash app. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you enjoyed this sermon, please sow a seed. <laughs> Remember, you reap what you sow. There we go. There we go. <laughs> no, Chi, I don't have anything. I think what you said was like, it hit the, the, the nail on the head. Just perfect. I mean, I think it gave me even a lot to think about. It did. It did. So, What was your takeaway? My takeaway? Yes. Let people be human. Like, no, like, I know I'm playing a lot. You know me. I hold on to stuff. And I really, I have to be the person to just understand that humans are humans. They're going to do things to disappoint you, to hurt you. Sometimes they mean it. Sometimes they don't. You cannot let that overtake you. Like, you can't. Because I know from experience, it stops you from functioning if you do that. And so that's why I said this year has been a really good year because I think this year is the first time in a very long time that I just haven't lived in that mind space where at any time I did feel that mind space coming, I was like, okay, let me just go clear this up with this person. And then it was over. Like, let me just go clear it up and then it's done. But other than that, it was just like, no, if it's something that that didn't need to be cleared up, something that maybe I was just holding on to, I had to tell myself, no. No, you're just not going to dwell on that. You're going to let that go. I don't have to go clear everything up with everyone. No, you're just going to let it go. And even like trying to clear stuff up, I I learned that sometimes you can hurt that person trying to clear stuff up. Especially when they don't know. Yeah. Or they didn't realize that they hurted you. So sometimes they're not there to receive that. Because they take it as, oh, well, are you saying that I was not a good friend? A good, you know, mm-hmm, exactly family member. Yeah. Like, you know, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you did this, yes, it affected me this way. But they don't take it like that. So now you've just opened up a whole new can of worms that you didn't mean to open up. And if you would have just let it go, just bear that pain. You just got a new revelation. What? Ooh, girl, drop it. So it's just another definition of long suffering, just giving grace without an explanation. Giving grace without an explanation. Don't even you don't even like you said making excuses. You don't even have to do that. Just freely grace. Here Give it, goes. it freely. <laughs> That's really really good. Like seriously, giving grace without an explanation. Long suffering. Did you look that up? No. I literally while you were talking, it came to me. Ooh. I told you I'm gifted, girl. Crazy. You got a whole ministry or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. We do, we do. But I really, I really do hope that somebody heard something or learned something from what we said. I think so. But just at the end of the day, I'm going to say what I always say. Just let's just be better. Let's do better. Do better, fam. Let's just all do better. (laughs) I really was going to think of something deep, but really... You can't force the let's anointing. Just, yeah, it's just, let's just do better to be to become better people. That's it. Let's just uh, be good. Be good and do good. Be good and do good. Okay, with that, now for the outro. All right, that wraps up this episode of I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. If you all have something more that you want to add, please just share it with me at iwish.swhtm at gmail.com. That's iwish, 
dot someone would have told me s-w-h-t-m at gmail.com i'd love to hear your feedback your critiques your thoughts maybe we'll talk about them on another episode i'm always down for doing a part two of anything and coming back and talking about something more or expounding on some of your topics and hey if you know a person who's not quite adulting yet go ahead and share this with them so that they can get some tips from us older folk (laughs) on some of the things that we've gone through in life and some of the things that they need to look out for in life and I'm always willing to have conversations so please 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 drop me a line I'm always looking for new topics so if you can think of a topic that you wish someone would have told you about go ahead and drop that line all right I'll talk to you all next week have a great week toodles